in a world whose hosts cried out for a replacement to Thunderdome. The Top 10 is proud to bring you The Realist. Realist! Realist! There it is. Well, we're back on the top 10 realist uh, show. Let's make that clear. That's the realist show. You are listening to us or watching us on that. I am John Roca. Uh, I am Matt Nost. Uh, yeah, welcome to the realist. <laughs> oh, wait. That's fine. That's fine. We, we have the abbreviated version. Um, so there we go. We'll get into it. We'll still use this fucking air horns thing. Uh, Let's do it again. I'll, I'll do it. Welcome, everybody. To the realist. 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 There we go. We can't do a realist without starting it properly. That's on me. I apologize. Here we go. Uh, fun stuff today. Uh, they, and we're, you know, for those of you who don't know, you know, the realist is basically three patrons that get selected. Christos, much love to Christos Alexakos for doing that. One patron selects the topic. Two of them send in their lists, and we're looking forward to it. What do we got today, Matt? Yes, thank you to Alidakos for helping us get all these uh, names together. So we have Ali uh, chose the topic, Brandon Monroe and Thomas Trufke, or Drufke. Oh. Uh, so, uh, you know, sent in their two lists. And basically the show works. And we don't add or subtract any movies. Uh, we nope. discuss the movies and their list as they are. And then we combine them like it's our show. But we're not just going to start throwing in willy, you know, willy-nilly whatever our choices would be. So we stick yeah their list it's their show and uh basically you know it's a it's a something we do for our patrons over at patreon.com or if you're uh, watching this on youtube it's right up there at the top of the screen above john and uh hit us up over there and we thank our thanks to everybody that supports us over at uh, patreon and to andrew nally for selecting a great topic yeah really one we haven't even thought about to do on our own show so yeah. this is a fun choice to kind of explore and see what other people have to say and what these lists are. I'm excited to see what they are. So I'm, 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 uh, I'm down. I'm down, Matt Nost. I'm down. Exactly. We're just going to jump right into this. So you guys okay. get more bang for your buck on your show. So uh, I'll jump in. I'll start with Brandon Monroe. Okay. Um, it says, hello, Mr. Nost and Mr. Roca. Like always, thanks for choosing me. And I hope you and all your adventures are going well. I only put one movie from each fran- franchise on this list. Okay. Um, at 10, he has B-movie. <laughs> what franchise is B-movie from? Well, I'm saying, I, 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 I'm, I'm guessing they do have some franchises. So oh, right. Three choices from those franchises. He just chose one. Totally respect that. Okay. All right. B-movie. What's it say? What's he say? <laughs> He says a decent cartoon, but honestly, just good to hear Seinfeld in something. <laughs> what do you think of it? This was such an unusual thing for him to do. Um, I yeah, I didn't I, see it. Did you? I just I saw oh, it yeah. ridiculed. Yeah, yeah, it got it got some terrible reviews. I I watched it because I just wanted to see if it was as bad as people thought. And I've actually watched it a couple times. There are some sweet, funny moments, but overall, yeah. it's such a weird decision to do post Seinfeld or right at the height of Seinfeld. It was just such a weird movie. Plus 
Seinfeld is such an unusual uh, character in terms of how he mm-hmm. delivers lines and speaks that a B isn't really the first thing that comes to mind when you think about Jerry Seinfeld and his timber of his voice, you know? That's true. Um, yeah, it always struck me as weird, and then I've just seen it get ridiculed so hard online. Yeah. I assume it's just not a good movie, so people are just basically kicking a dead horse. <laughs> uh, everybody knows it sucks. Who's just like, hey, this is but I've seen clips like montages of, hey, this yeah. thing happens a lot in this movie. And right. so that that sucks. I mean, but at the same time, he could always hang his hat on. He made Seinfeld. So yeah, I got mean, really pocket at all times. Yeah. yeah nine. Right. Uh, Mr. Monroe has Megamind. Oh, great choice. Megamind. Let me see where it is on this list. Holy crap. Not on this list. All right. Really? I'm shocked. Yeah, I would have it higher than. A couple others on his list. Uh, Me too. Anyway, he wrote "Always Fun to Jump Inside the Mind of a Villain." Yes, true. Especially yeah, with Will Ferrell. Yeah, Will Ferrell, uh, Brad Pitt uh, as the altruistic kind of guy who ultimately just doesn't feel like doing this anymore. Can't. <laughs> it's got to get old. Always being the savior. Metro Man, always being the yeah. savior. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought it was a really fun, unique, interesting idea. Uh, I've seen it, you know, a handful of times, probably like three, yeah. before. Yeah, I, I think David Cross is funny in the movie. Jonah Hill's funny. He has the it fish thing, and then yeah, uh, who plays the uh, the the reporter? Do you remember? Oh, uh, Tina Fey. Oh, is it Tina Fey? Yeah, it's Tina Fey who voices the reporter. Yeah, yeah. And and and, and it's actually a really like. How can I say it's more than just your standard animated movie? Like, there's a real honest moment that's kind of the same as the uh, clump moment in The Nutty Professor when Eddie Murphy, after he brings home Jada Pickett Smith, after he's been made fun of by Chappelle in the club, when he's mm-hmm. still kind of heavy, and him walking out into the rain, and then just he is covering his head. And then he's like, what's the point? And puts the newspaper down and decides to get covered with rain as he's walking to his car, which is a heartbreaking yeah. moment. There's a similar moment in Megamind where Megamind, where the reporter figures out that he's actually not Metro Man, that he is Megamind. Uh, and he's been kind of wooing her as Megamind in Metro Man disguise that she exposes him. And he is just heartbroken at losing this opportunity with her because he actually genuinely has affection for her. And you see that and you're just like, Oh wow, this is like, and then he lets the rain just come all over. And cause it's like, what's the point? And you're just like, wow, this is actually a nice moment of vulnerability in a, in an animated film that I was pretty surprised about. So oh, yeah. it was really fun. Yeah. It's surprising. It didn't make your list and it's number nine on, on Brandon's. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Thomas Drufke. What's your problem? All right. Um, at eight, see like put Megamind below this blows my mind, but he wrote, yeah. uh, Shark Tale. Oof. Will Smith okay. and Black are a good duo, a funny mobster story as well. Uh, yeah, I thought this thing stunk. <laughs> I wanted I to guess. like it. I yeah. wanted to. Jack Black at the height of Jack Black. Right. And, uh, you know, Will Smith was still, you know, Apex, Apex, Will Smith. And right. then you have... What, uh, De Niro and Scorsese is one of the voices, too, of the Sharks, isn't Yeah, he is. Scorsese is one of the voices of the Sharks, yeah. Yeah, it's just like you've got this all-star supporting cast around him. You think it's going to be super interesting, and it's inert. Even for children's entertainment, if it didn't have bright colors, I don't know. It's a story that goes nowhere. 
I don't disagree with you, man. I agree. I, I was just like so shocked at how simple this movie was when it could have been so much more. And it it plays to the larger, easier aspects of the of their humor, both Jack Black style of humor and Will Smith style of humor, instead of playing for the more, I don't know, the more layered approach to their humor that works in their other movies, you know? Yeah. Will Smith does his whole thing. Yeah, that's right. I'm the best, bro. All that kind of stuff. And then Jack's like, huh? Ah, all that kind of just, it, it all just seems so simple in one note that overall there's no real emotion going on throughout the film. You don't really connect yeah. to the characters as strongly as you would like to connect. And yeah, there's some funny moments with uh, De Niro and with uh, Scorsese a little bit, but more it's a matter of the fact that it's De Niro and Scorsese being in a movie, uh, animated movie about sharks, basically. Yeah. Well, it'd be fine if the movie was good. Exactly. Exactly. It's like, hey, have fun. You know, you read the project and you're like, oh, this is a good movie. And right. uh, I, I don't know. It's a good movie. Good movie. We called in favors and knew all these people and was like, hey, let's just have fun. Make our own Imagine video. You know, just get everybody <laughs> on the phone. Good. Good time. That was my eight. <laughs> what do you got? Uh, so a 10, a Thomas Strufke, uh says, uh, let's see who we got. He's got Home, a film called Home. Not on my list. Um, yeah, I've never seen this one. He said, admittedly very annoyed by Jim Parsons' voiceover as, oh, but I saw this with my sister in theaters and still bring up certain scenes to this day. Albeit cheesy, Jennifer Lopez's song Feel the Light plays nicely when two characters reunite in the third act. There you go. Never uh, saw it. Yeah, neither have I. So, I can't uh, even visualize a trailer. Yeah, I don't remember this one at all. But now that I've read this, Maybe it'll come up in the showdown and it'll help me out. Uh, all right. So his number nine, which is way too low on the list, in my opinion, is the Prince of Egypt. Well, that's be- is that DreamWorks? That's Disney, isn't it? Uh, oh, I think it's DreamWorks. Hold on. Let's uh, let's go to the judges. Let's go to the judges. Hold on. I'm pretty sure that is DreamWorks. That was one of their first like ones that kind of bit it, it was a big deal. And I know it's about to be a... Uh... Yeah, it is. DreamWorks Animation. You're correct. Yep. Right. He is correct. Yeah. That should be... Yeah. A, it's not on this list. That's insane. On Brandon Monroe's. And B, oh. it, it definitely should be much higher. Yeah. Yeah. This film, uh, he said, played this soundtrack to death when I was a kid. All I ever wanted is a highlight. Hell yeah. All I ever wanted is a fantastic song. It's also one of Hans Zimmer's most underrated scores. The movie is quite good on its own merits, too. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's a universal. It has nothing to do really with Christianity. That's just mm-hmm. the 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 tale they're using to tell this story, so to speak. Uh, right, and it's about the brothers, this brotherhood, mm-hmm. this connection, this this friendship that develops since birth, essentially for Moses, uh, with Ramses and Ramses' affection for Moses, and then having that uh, call Moses' calling, like separate them, and then the anger that it, it in, instills in Ramses, and then the battles they have. But it's the, the religious stuff is not really the main part of it. The whole main part of it here is this relationship between the two brothers. That's just fascinating, man. It's so good. Yeah, it is. It's it is excellent, and it's heartening that one doesn't have it, another one has it this low. It's like guys, yeah. this one's this one's an all you know. This is a classic. Uh, guys, successful guys. Come on, that was. No. That was number nine. So once again, these are top 10 DreamWorks animated films. I want to make sure that's called animated films. Uh, number eight is uh, How to Train Your Dragon 2. 
Okay, because he chose only one in a franchise, he didn't choose two. How do you want to approach this? I guess we'll punt. I guess we'll punt. Okay. That makes we'll sense. Punt. All right. All right. Uh, so what's your number seven? Seven is uh, Monster vs. Aliens. Uh, la, 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 la. Not on this list. All right. A good action movie uh, for an animated film and another movie about self-acceptance. Okay. All right. This, this is one I skipped. Did you see it? I did not see it. I know that uh, Reese Witherspoon is in it and plays the big giant character, the female giant character, but I did okay. not see. Is that right? Is that the one? with? I think it is. Yeah. I don't know. Giant. It was like in a, a, a scatter shot. There was like this and uh, all the moms that got taken to Mars or whatever. And oh, yeah. Like yeah. within a four year period, there's a whole bunch of these that are all kind of glommed together in my memory that I see because I remember the trailers being like, I'm not going to the theater. For, I'll go to the theater for animation. That's not right. It. Right, right, right. Like uh, with a Chance of Meatballs. That was another one that was around this time, too. That I saw afterwards, but the idea is so, I don't know, out there? Yeah. Stuck out, but then I'm also a sucker for Bill Hader. Who isn't, man? Yeah, but it, early on, I was like, this dude's so good on SNL. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Him and like um, and a couple of from that generation. It's like, this yeah. guy's a no brainer. Uh, what's your six? What's yours? That was my seven. Pardon me, my seven. My six is ants. Uh, not on this list. I always forget ants is DreamWorks. Yeah, that's right. I think it was their first one. It was their first one to go up against a bug's life. Yeah, yeah. Um, Brandon wrote, uh, love this movie as a child. The worst scenes are hilarious. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never go back to watch this one again. If it's on and I'm flipping channels, I watch because I mean it's it's just interesting <laughs> on a number of levels to listen to Woody Allen voice an ant and um yeah yes the Stallone they Stallone right what Jennifer, say it, they is it Jennifer Lopez or Sharon Stone is oh, yeah, I think it's Jennifer Sharon Lopez. Stone Sharon okay. Stone I believe is a voice in this okay um yeah trying to visualize who else there's a whole bunch of people I think Walken is the villain in this. Whereas okay. Spacey is the villain in Bugs Life. Bugs Life. I think Walken is the villain in, in this one. But I never go back to watch either of those two. Mm, okay. You go back to watch Bugs Life? Bugs Life is fun, but I know I rarely go back and watch. My, my friend Michael, uh, he he loves Bugs Life, but it's not one that I run back to and watch. Yeah, and me Ironically, either. Bugs Life is another version, as we spoke about on our on one of our episodes recently. Um, that's another like Seven Samurai type uh, film. Because it's him yeah. getting all these people together to go against these people to save uh, the small town. So, yeah. yeah. Um, um, all right. So, that was my six. What do you got at seven? The Croods. That's technically a punt. Okay. All right. Uh, then his six is Shrek 2. Wow. That's definitely a punt. All right. What's your number five? Well, that's the punt. The first one, Croods. Okay. Right. I figured we'd be talking about your six. Otherwise, I would have just said, yeah, let's talk about it. Fair enough. Um, what did he write? He writes, felt like the perfect balance between the heart of Pixar films and the juvenile but solid humor from some of the Illuminations work, Illumination animation work. Okay. And then he yeah. wrote, huge Emma Stone fan. Nicolas Cage steals the show. Always laugh how amazed they are by fire. Uh, <laughs> I actually saw this in the theater. And? Uh, I enjoyed it. Okay. It's fun. Um, but I, I know I've seen 
uh, one specific section since then, like a five, seven, max 10 minute little chunk, but I've never seen it again. And I think where it's going to exist, if it's on, I'm not against it playing in the background, but I'm not going to seek it out again. Right, 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 right. Uh, Interesting. So it was all right. I mean, is it better than Prince of Egypt? No doubt. No doubt whatsoever. Is it better than Megamind? Clearly. Is mm. it better than... I'm just kidding. All these are... I was going to say, I was going to say, like, okay, where's it going to end up on this one? Yeah. <laughs> just trying to think of all the choices that spark to mind uh, or that have come up so far and be like, I, I prefer this movie easily. I agree. I thoroughly agree. Um, okay. Uh, that was my five. What do you got? Sorry. This five is Abominable, the one that just came out last year. Oh, okay. Not on his list. Okay. I like this movie. I really enjoyed it. Really, it was a sweet movie. I was surprised. Uh, I thought it was going to be really easy in one note, but it was actually very sweet. Yeah, uh, he wrote, he wrote uh, a major surprise last fall, much like The Cruise. This film struck a nice balance of tones and is miles better than the trailers and marketing showed. Yeah. I would agree with that. It looked generic from yes. trailers and whatnot. Um I want to say I watched this on a plane for the first time. Mm. Something like that. But it was good. It was way better than I was anticipating. Yeah. And I thought Chloe Bennett did a really nice job voicing over that uh, uh, main character. And I've, I haven't always been, been the biggest fan of her as an actress on Shield, on the Agents of Shield. But I liked what she did in, in the film here. And, and the, the kids were good as well. And the, the design of the film was extraordinary, man. So uh, you got to give a lot of props yeah. to them for that alone. Uh, yeah. Um, so is Channing Tatum the lead snowman or abominable snowman? No, uh, that's for the other one. I can't remember what the other one was. But oh, that's Littlefoot. Yeah, Littlefoot. I'm uh, thinking of Littlefoot. I don't yeah. think I saw Abominable. Oh, you didn't see Abominable. Oh, I don't think so. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, Abominable is the one where the guys the the he's a runaway Yeti and uh, Eddie Izzard is trying to track him down and the. He hides out and gets found by Chloe Bennett and her character, and she wants to bring him back to Mount Everest to reunite him with his family. And her two friends tag along, and it's all set in China. Um, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. That was your five? That's my five, yeah. My four is uh, Kung Fu Panda. I'm not. You're not going to believe this. Not on this list. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So he has the foresight of Prince of Egypt or the, the, <laughs> the stoutness of mind and of thought and keeps off arguably their most successful. And there's one other one that's probably done better at the box office. Right, right, right. But Kung Fu Panda, and he chose one. I take one or I prefer two. I think two is mm-hmm. actually a more entertaining movie to me. But Brandon wrote uh, um, great series of movies. Shows you can be great no matter what you look like. It's true. It's about on the inside and tapping into that and overcoming all the insecurities and whatnot that every individual has. Yeah. Uh, But does it make his list? Yeah. It's a bit shocking, Matt. I'm not going to lie to you. It's a little shocking. I mean, fucking Crude's made your list. Crude's made. And how did, I mean, Kung Fu Panda, worldwide phenomenon, doesn't even make a mention on your fucking list. I mean, Cruz is fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, Thomas. I'm sorry, Thomas. You, you fell short a little bit. You fell short a little bit. Busting your you still balls, have Prince of Egypt, short. though. So. Yeah, you still have Prince of Egypt. They respect. We get a film called Home that neither Matt or I ever even heard of. So. It couldn't, yeah, couldn't conjure it in my mind if you paid me a million dollars. 
Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, <laughs> all right. All right. So, what do you got it for? This ought to be good. You're right. <laughs> the um, first Shrek movie. So is this where we do it or no? Well, no, I think. We got to punt a little further. Do you want to just punt and talk about all of it at once? Yeah, I think so. I think that'd be good. Okay. All right. So we're punting or we're moving on. Okay. Yeah. What's just a slight one, but a punt. Okay. What's your three? Three is Madagascar. Uh, you're not going to believe this. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I'm not the biggest Madagascar fan, but how do you overlook that? I think, what is it, four uh, from the European circus? Yes, I think so. Yeah, I think that's four. Yeah. I think that's my fa- – I've seen the first one. I've definitely seen four because I enjoy that, and I think it's some pieces of the other one. The second one, I think, is is when they go to – Africa. Africa? Okay. Yeah. And the third one, I can't remember what happens in the third one. Maybe, yeah. And then the fourth one is uh, Europe or something like that, the circus or something like that. I'm not sure. But yeah. What, um, it's definitely, I mean, at some point they, they're on a train and they're doing the European circus tour. Yeah. I say yeah. that before. Yeah. But he writes for Madagascar, all the side characters steal the show, love the struggle of Alex between being an entertainer and a wild animal. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, they made how many of these? And there was a spinoff show. Yes. Or the Penguins. Penguins. Penguins of Madagascar, yeah. Yeah, they had a, a run of their own and uh, wildly successful and doesn't make one of the two lists. That's crazy, Tom. That and Kung Fu Panda. Uh, all right. All right, Thomas. You walk your own path, though, Thomas. I respect it. You walk your own path. Uh, his number three is uh, the first How to Train Your Dragon. Uh, that is most definitely a punt. Okay. All right. So uh, then his two is Shrek two. Okay. So is that the highest Shrek one that we have? That's the highest Shrek. Didn't you have Shrek two as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying that's the highest. So we can talk about all the Shreks at yeah, once. Yeah, yeah, Let's just okay. Shrek it up. Okay. <laughs> Shrek the shit out of this. All right. Go ahead. Fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, he writes Shrek uh, for Shrek two. It's such a quotable movie. As much as I enjoy the first one, I feel Shrek two has more laughs. Yeah, he said he is at number six, which is just below the first one. He said DreamWorks' first stab at a sequel paved the way for others and gave us Antonio Banderas's Puss in Boots character, who is mm-hmm. undoubtedly one of the cutest characters in animation, and that's coming from a dog lover. Yeah, I can't disagree. I mean, we watched Lily and I just randomly. She, by the way, Matt, she hates animation. She will not watch animation. Yeah, but we, were, I, we I know ran- a lot of people like that. Yeah, and we randomly stumbled upon Puss in Boots. We flipped the channels. And she sat and watched that transfixed for the last hour because she was like, wait, what's going on? What is this all about? And she just was like blown away by this film that exists with Antonio Banderas's Puss in Boots. And uh, is it Galifianakis or Patton Oswalt that plays Humpty Dumpty? I forget. I would guess Oswalt. Yeah, I think maybe it is Patton Oswalt. But yeah, so like she didn't even know this that this even happened. And I had, then I went into the whole thing about Shrek. So yeah, Shrek 2 is great. It is so much fun. Um, and the the uh, the interactions between him and uh, uh, Donkey are brilliant, and you get Jennifer Saunders as the uh, fairy godmother. She's funny as hell. We get John Cleese as the dad, Julie Andrews mm-hmm. as the queen. You know, so it's it's, it's there's a lot that uh, is fun about Shrek too. Um, but he also had Shrek at four, the original Shrek. And okay. He said, um, "I saw somebody somewhere describe this film as Monty Python for kids, and I think that's fair. But there's a ton here for adults too. Still holds up for me nearly 20 years after I originally saw it. I'm currently 26. I also don't think John Lithgow gets enough credit for his voice work as Lord Farquaad. I agree. 
His Farquaad yeah. is great. Oh my god! Do you like the Monty Python for kids? I don't know if I. I would have to see it again through that prism to think if yeah. it makes sense. I don't think it does. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It doesn't I mean, really, like sitting there trying to how do like how do you describe that in essence and boil it down to its essence like that? Like that's yeah great and succinct if it were true. I just don't know if it's true. Well, I mean, with Monty Python, you know, they had those, you know, they, they would occasionally have those like jokes at the expense of well-known philosophers or things that they, so there are people, you know, so maybe the fact that you have all these people from these stories that, you know, in Shrek that are used or fodder for jokes, maybe in that way, it's kind of correlative, but I wouldn't necessarily think in my mind, Monty Python for kids. That wouldn't be the first thing I would think of at all. Uh, but I, no, because sometimes they're lamp- well, yeah, they're lampooning like the the story that they're doing in and of itself. Yeah, right, right. But then other times it's actually a discussion about what's happening in society, like Life of Brian when they're doing, in essence, like the PLO versus whatever the Warren State was, yeah. their version yeah. at that time. It's a modern political discussion. Sometimes they're lampooning movies and movie making. Sometimes yeah. it's a lot of things at once. So to boil it down and just be like, ah, it's all lampooning uh, these types of and be like that's part of an overall mosaic <laughs> i thought we were the people's uh, liberation front of judea no we're the liberation of the people yeah exactly the same exact thing it's <laughs> what side do you butter your fucking bread on yep 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 um, um all right so yeah shrek, shrek is awesome there's a reason they're even talking about bringing it back now yeah true true so, you know it wasn't my f- favorite series but i so thoroughly understood why it was huge for a massive generation. I mean, I liked them, but if I was younger, I would have loved right. them more. Yeah, I can't say that I've ever not enjoyed a Shrek film. So, yeah, yeah. absolutely. All right, so... That was my your, two. What do you got? Well, my two was How to Train Your Dragon 3, The Hidden World. So that's all the How to Train Your Dragons, I guess, because okay. that's the well, then, one. Yeah, then How to Train Your Dragon, the first one is my one, so we'll talk about them all right now. Okay, all right. Uh, he has the first one at three. He has the second one at eight and the third one at two. So should we just go in order? Like the first How to Train Your sure. Dragon? Okay. So he has, uh, for the first How to Train Your Dragon, which he has at number three, this felt like the first DreamWorks animated film in quite a few years that had genuine heart. And John Powell's score is excellent. It's a miracle it turned out as well as it did with the directors coming on board halfway through production. Wow. Okay. I didn't, I didn't know that. What do you got? Uh, for the first How to Train Your Dragon, I have a great film with lots of heart and a great story. In my opinion, the second best animated trilogy. Ooh. Yeah. I think you can make a case for that. Absolutely. Um, then he, the number two he has at number eight. So How to Train Your Dragon 2 at number eight. One of the first animated films I can remember that aged its characters up many years, correlating with the years it's been since the first film. And matured their personalities as well. Not as strong as the first, but feels just as fresh. All right. And what uh, what's he say about the the next one? And okay. And for uh, How to Train Your Dragon Three: The Hidden World, which is at number two, saw this film by myself in a theater, packed full of young kids and their parents. I was sitting next to someone you would call a macho dude, and I'll never forget the unstoppable waterfall of tears down my face during the final fifteen minutes, and how out of place I felt in that theater as I tried to hide my face. I went back four more times to see it and had exactly the same reaction. 
for someone invested in the franchise, oh. this was exactly the ending I was hoping for. Holy shit. Wow. That's wow. Crazy. Yeah, that's, I can see why it's your number one. That's a hell of an impact. Well, it's his number two. It's his number two. Or two, rather. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, well, Thomas, I'm sorry I'm making fun of you for anything you didn't have on the list. I apologize. No, nah, fuck that. My criticism still stands. <laughs> I mean, make a choice. Kung Fu Panda? No. Really? Uh, Drudes, man. Drudes. Drudes, man. Drudes. Crudes. Yeah, Crudes. <laughs> Got to gotta have it. Got to have it. All right. Uh, oh, brilliant. Um, all right. So your number one, what is How to Train Your Dragon? So correct. This number one from Thomas is Spirit Stallion of the Cimarron. That's his number one. Uh, he said, might be a shocking choice for some, but I vividly remember boycotting this choice as my family picked it out from Blockbuster for movie night and then being transfixed by the score and soundtrack done by Hans Zimmer and Brian Adams, respectively. With little to no dialogue, the music carries the beautifully animated film about an unlikely friendship between a Kiger Mustang cult named Spirit and a Native American man named Little Creek. I have a real soft spot for films about finding your way back home, and this film perfectly encapsulates that love. I've seen this film more times than I can count. John and Matt, check it out if you haven't seen it. It's only 80 minutes. So there you go. That's yeah, I'm looking it up now. I don't even remember. Budget was oh, 80. No. Did 122. Oh, yeah. yep. a, a huge. Matt Damon's the lead voice. James Cromwell's in it. Mm-hmm. Daniel Studi, Chopper Bennett. Mm-hmm. Matt Rather, Jeff LeBeau. I mean, it's yeah. I don't remember this one. I I oh. seen the cover, but I don't remember yeah. the trailer. I don't remember anything about it. Yeah, I See, remember this one coming out. And um, actually, uh, Lindley's uh, cousin, she is a director on the animated series, uh, uh, an mm-hmm. animation director on the animated series. So she does a lot of work for that series um, as well. But I, I remember this one coming out. It's one I haven't seen though. It's one I, I didn't feel compelled to go see. Um, but maybe okay. Thomas's recommendation will put me over the top. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, it's his number one. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to obviously got to be good. Uh, let's see what year did it come out? Although he did have crudes in the list, so I don't know. 2002. Oof, wow, long time. Ago. 18 years ago. Ah, oh. don't say that, dude. Just don't say that. 18. Back when you were in your. <laughs> I don't even want to finish the sentence because I could go any right. way I wanted to at that point. So I'll just leave it up. It's a choose your own adventure. My early centuries of life. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was right around the block 18 years ago. <laughs> um, all right. I don't know how we're going to put this list together, but uh, let's try yeah, and put neither this list do I. Um, Maybe we'll just uh, just put wherever the highest one of the franchise is, we'll just put it there. What do you think? Yeah, I think so, because we'll have okay. enough. We have to figure out if we only have nine technically at that point. Then I don't right, know. right. But Okay. I think we've got enough to fill out a 10. So do I. So How to Train Your Dragon, I guess, will be number one. That's fine with me. I honestly think the first three – of uh, Brandon should be the order. First four. I'm cool with that. No, because he doesn't have Kung Fu Panda. Oh, Brandon's? Mine? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I like that order. Well, I would put Kung Fu Panda above Shrek and Madagascar, personally. Wow. 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 All right. All right. All right. That works. Um, 
Okay, so we're going to do Kung Fu Panda there? Yeah, two. And then what, Shrek at three, and then Madagascar at four. All right, what else we got in common? Crudes? Um, Crudes, yeah, five and seven. And is that? Um, I think that's it. Wow. Yeah. All right, well, I would say Prince of Egypt next. Well, Spirit Stallion of the Cimarron is his number one for Thomas. I feel like we should respect that and put it maybe next at five. All right. Stallion of the Cimarron. I'd say Prince of Egypt Crudes. Yep, I like that idea. Um, all right, what's your next highest? Uh, he has Abominable at five. Abominable it is. Okay. And there's really nothing else on his list that we haven't put on there as a franchise or singular thing except for Home, which is his number 10. Okay, I've got Ants and then Monster. Is it supposed to be Monsters versus Aliens or Monster singularly? I thought it was Monsters versus Aliens, yeah. Okay, so Ants and then Monsters versus Aliens. All right, good to go. Cool. All right. Uh, the top 10 animated films. Well, so let's, do, let's do it again. Mm, okay. The top 10 DreamWorks animated films on the relist. Yeah. At number 10. Monsters versus Aliens. At number nine. Ants. At number eight. Abominable. Number seven, Crude. The Crude. At number six, The Prince of Egypt. At number five, Spirit. <laughs> At number four, Madagascar. At number three, Shrek and Shrek 2. At number two, Kung Fu Panda. And our number one DreamWorks animated film on the realist is. How to Train Your Dragon. Somehow, all three of them are number one. Hey-o. <laughs> uh, there it is. Uh, our thanks to um, Andrew Nally, Brandon Monroe, and Thomas Drufke for supporting us over at Patreon. And we yeah. appreciate it. And Chris Alexakos for helping put all this together. Joe Abara, Mike Shea that help us with the back end on the technical stuff. And uh, Matthew Asso and Kristen Smith with the social media. Our thanks mm-hmm. to of you and everybody that supports us and listens to the show and downloads we can't thank you enough um you can follow me if you haven't seen it on the screen if you're not watching it's at matt nost and check out my new podcast embrace the hate you can find it anywhere you get podcasts and uh that's it for me this week on the realist nice you can follow me at the roca says on twitter and instagram please don't forget to subscribe to my youtube channel over there www.youtube that's one too many w's but www.youtube.com slash john roca says and of course as matt said the patreon up there go and be part of this uh situation so you can be part of the relist in the future all right thanks again and we'll talk to you next time on the relist 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 <laughs>